Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network. I am excited today because we are going to be talking in just a little while with Matt Dixon, who is the author of The Effortless Experience, Conquering the New Battleground for Customer Loyalty. I love, love, love this book. It is a great book, and I am so much about creating an effortless, convenient, easy, frictionless experience for customers. I believe that is a battleground for what customer service is going to be all about. We'll be able to compete on many different levels. Uh, Obviously, if you want to compete just on price, well, then it doesn't matter how easy or hard it is to do business with you, or does it? It may very well mean that, because even with the lowest price, if it's not easy and convenient to get to, if it's a pain to do business with, uh, somebody might say, you know what, I'd rather do business with somebody that's a little higher priced they're just easier. It's, it's uh, you know, I call up, I get right through. I don't have to wait on hold for 45 minutes. I uh, maybe, um, you know, don't have to drive quite as far. Convenience is all about convenience. And the effortless experience in what Mac gets into is really a deep dive and uh, excited about that. It reminded me, as I, as I was preparing for the interview today, I received an email. Uh, Bruce Temkin, who is uh, a customer experience guru, one of the, you know, top organizations in the world for uh, consulting and analyzing all things related to customer experience. He even started uh, basically the Customer Experience Association, the Industry Association. I received an email of a list that was put together of the most, uh, of the best experiences that retailers uh, in the world of retail, which many of us go shopping, pretty much all of us do, so this will make sense. Uh, while it doesn't really apply so much to B2B type businesses, I think the concepts do. Uh, they were focused on retailers for this study, and they rated the very top customer-focused uh, retailers that created the best customer experience. And who is number one? But my good friends at Ace Hardware. We're going to bring that up in the interview. Uh, but Ace Hardware, I featured as a role model and case study in my last book, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. And one of the things that makes Ace great is that they are trying to be more convenient. They they want to be known as the most helpful stores on the planet. And I think they are. One, If not... The, they're definitely the most helpful stores in their industry. But think about it. When you walk in, people are friendly. They're knowledgeable. But one of the things that they talk about, and I talk about this in the in the book, is they say one of the reasons people like to do business with us is what they refer to as rock star parking, which means when you pull into an Ace Hardware, a smaller store compared to some of their larger big box competitors such as Home Depot, Menards, uh, even a Walmart or a Sam's Club, I guess, could be considered a competitor. And by the way, nothing against them. Great stores, great companies, great organizations. But Ace is trying to differentiate themselves. They're a little independent retailer, and they've got to go up against this big, huge competition. It's like David versus Goliath. And one of the things they try to do is be more convenient. And they talk about, hey, rock star parking means you pull into the lot and you're going to get a a parking spot. Even if you're in the furthest parking spot away, it's still a lot closer than some of what the big box stores provide you in their parking lots. And that's just one of the differentiation factors. So number one, uh, it's more convenient or effortless to go from your car to the store. Then you walk in, the stores are much smaller 
and they're proud of that. They say, hey, we don't have, you know, 100, 120,000, even bigger, uh, 150,000 square foot stores. No, our stores might be 8,000, 10,000 feet, literally 10% the size of the major competitor that not only might just be down the street, but sometimes is directly next door. And they're proud that you can walk in and get to whatever it is you want much quicker, faster. Uh, there's typically uh, salespeople, uh, when it looks at the ratio per customer, uh, there's probably more salespeople on the floor per customer, again, making it easier or much more effortless, if you can say that, to find the person to help you out. Bottom line is this is a company that not only is the most helpful uh, store on the planet, Ace Hardware, but they are also perhaps one of the more effortless uh, stores to do business with, effortless retailers. Of course, you've got great companies like Amazon and, and Zappos running the gamut from A to Z, but many companies like them that are trying to create the easy experience. Uh, when you are driving into a parking lot and you see a spot right in front of a restaurant or a store that says this is for you know pickup and delivery, uh, and it's 10-minute parking, and you go, oh, wow, that's nice. They made it easy for the people that aren't necessarily dining or looking for a longer shopping experience, but maybe they're, you know, if, if they went shopping last week, they're here to pick up the clothes that were that were altered. Or if they are coming into the restaurant, they're picking up the order that they uh, ordered 30 minutes ago, and rather than make them park a little bit further away, they're just going to run in and get it real quick. What they're doing, what these stores are doing and these restaurants are doing is they're creating the effortless experience. And with that in mind, we're going to take a real short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Matt Dixon about the the effortless experience. So don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information all you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network. And as promised, another amazing interview happening right now. We are going to be talking with Matt Dixon, Ph.D., who is a group leader of the financial services and customer contact practices over at CEB. He'll tell us a little bit more about what CEB is in just a moment. Uh, But don't get uh, too excited about him being in financial services because what we're going to talk about is applicable to everyone. It just so happens that at CEB, he's kind of moved into that area. He's a sought-after speaker and a a big-time advisor to corporate leadership uh, major companies all over the world. So, Matt, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Shep. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, we have so much to talk about, and the first thing I want to do is, you know what, let's tell everybody very briefly, what is CEB? Yeah, uh, great question. I have um, practiced my uh, cocktail party pitch now for 18 years on uh, who we are and what we do. I don't know that I've quite gotten it right. but uh, what, Are they walking away from you? After they asked you, are they walking <laughs> yeah, away from a, you? Um, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting the eyes glazed over look, so I guess, uh, I guess I'm getting something right. But uh, I guess the way you think about uh, CEB is that um, we are 
in layperson's terms, we're sort of a for-profit think tank. So we are uh, in the business of serving executives um, across the management suite. So if you name any box on a corporate org chart, whether that's the head of HR, the CIO, the head of legal procurement, supply chain, sales, marketing, customer experience, customer contact, we build networks uh, of those executives uh, that are cross-industry and cross uh, pan-geography in nature, um, and we write research. Uh, we do uh, syndicated research. We develop tools. We do benchmarking, all kinds of uh, resources that we provide to those executives and to their teams to boost their effectiveness. Our, our slogan or our motto um, is uh, CEB, you know, what the best companies do, um, which is really meant to reflect that we are in the business of identifying what best practice is around, you know, different functional areas, whatever the issues are that are really plaguing those executives and their teams, and then showing, you know, here's what best right answer looks like, um, documenting that in the form of case studies with quantitative research, with tools, templates, as I mentioned, and then sharing that uh, across our network. So, Well, gosh, sort of if, a, if that doesn't get the women to fall all over you at a cocktail party, I, know, I don't I know. know what would... <laughs> It's, yeah, it's right around that point where they start walking away. No, right? no, no. It's it's great. So I'm very intrigued. And by the way, the fact that you're a part of the financial services team over there is just an area that you moved into a vertical within a That's much right. larger uh, group of different uh, types of businesses that you focus on. You wrote a best-selling book called The Challenger Sale, which is not what we're going to talk about today, but that kind of puts yep. you on the map. And you then came out with this book not that long ago, uh, The Effortless Experience. Uh, And I I love the concept of an effortless experience because as we do research, and my research is based on accumulating all of the research that people like you have done and saying, hey, what looks like it's trending based on all of these uh, studies and benchmark reports and, and, and white papers. And one of the things that rises to the top is an effortless or frictionless experience. That is something that customers want and need, and that's something that companies have to deliver. So what is the effortless experience? Yeah, it's a a great question. You know, back in, um, it was probably 2007, 2008, as a a membership-based resource organization, we take our marching orders from our clients. And so it was right around that time frame where we had heads of customer service, which is one of the groups that I oversee at CEB. Um, and work with about 400 of those executives around the world, where we went out and pulled them and said, hey, what's the big area we should focus our research energy on? And what most people were telling us is, you know, look, we're getting a lot of pressure right now from the CEO, um, from senior management about how to create a differentiated loyalty building service experience. You know, um, in this environment where so many customers view our products as commodities, maybe service is an opportunity to differentiate. Um, and so these executives asked us, you know, what are the things we can do? We all you know, hey, we all know in customer service, the true way to a customer's heart is to wow them or to delight them during a service interaction. You know, it's not enough to just meet their expectations. You got to do more than that if you really want to earn their loyalty. But the real question that these companies had was, you know, look, budgets are limited. Time is limited. Um, what are the levers I should pull? So there are lots of ways to delight a customer. What are the best ways to do it? And so we went out, we ran a global study um, of um, almost 100,000 customers in the first uh, cut of the day. We now got data on nearly 200,000 customers around the world. And the first thing that came out of the study was that um, it turns out that customers whose expectations are exceeded, who are wowed or delighted in a service interaction, are actually only marginally more loyal than those customers whose expectations are simply met. And we reran this multiple times, Shep. We, we thought that, it was that's wrong, a great, frankly. It, that, that, yeah, it sounds like it would be wrong. However, yeah, for that sure. said, they're margin, the numbers are marginal, marginally higher. Mm-hmm. However, what does that translate into? A 2 3 5% increase doesn't seem like a lot, but to yeah, the bottom yeah. line, it could be huge. 
It could be, yeah. We found what we found was that the the curve, the loyalty curve, really kind of flattens out once you get to that point of actually just delivering on what customers expect. The curve kind of flattens out, and there's really not a lot of marginal utility uh, in going beyond that from a financial perspective. And you know, when when we present this data to companies. It's, it's, the reaction's a little bit like the stages of grieving. There's, uh, you know, there's anger, and then there's denial, and then we eventually work our way through to acceptance. But there's a lot of hard questions about, you know, where did the data come from? This can't be right, because that was our reaction, too, because, it, you know, it's so woven into what we assume and what we believe in the world of customer experience and customer service that delighting customers is just what you should do. It's what we celebrate. I mean, every call center, you've seen these, too. They have a wall of fame where we have the thank you notes and the praise right. that our customers heap on our reps. And what we found is, like, actually, you pay a lot of money when it comes down to it in terms of refunds, givebacks, breaking policies, escalations, longer call times, things like that, to delight your customers, and they don't pay you back with their loyalty. And so for us, it was the question was like, okay, we we sought to try to figure out what are the ways you should delight your customers, not whether you should actually do it, but what the data suggests is like that actually might not be the best strategy. And as we dug into it, to your question, what we found is. Most service interactions actually drive disloyalty, not loyalty. So on average, any service interaction is about four times more likely to make a customer disloyal at the end of it. And the things that make customers disloyal are all sources of customer, what we call customer effort. So callbacks, transfers, repeating information, treating customers in a generic or robotic right. kind of way, mm -hmm. forcing them to like channel switch. You know, They go to the website and then they pick up the phone, not because they wanted to, but because you gave them no other choice. And we look at that. Um, that's how we get to this concept of the effortless experience is really the right strategy for the contact center for, for the service organization is not to try to drive loyalty upward by delighting people, but actually to try to mitigate disloyalty by making things easier to deliver an effortless experience and get rid of some of those drivers of uh, customer effort that naturally happen in the service interaction. All right. So now I'm going to jump in because for the last 30 some odd years, I've been preaching about creating a moment of magic. And yeah. that's about being better than average. And yep, yep. Uh, now, here's my point. Um, I know that the bar for good customer service is very, very low. And in order to <laughs> – right, and, yeah. and it's a shame. It's, it truly yeah, is a it shame. Is, is. You know, yeah. um, I, I look at all the research, and, you know, you take a look at all these great companies out there, and guess what? There's a handful of great companies, and we all mm -hmm. know who they mm -hmm. are, and we mm -hmm. can get a list of the top 100 companies – and you know what? They set the bar high, and everybody mm -hmm. else is like, "You got to go down to the floor, you know, uh, to yeah. to see where most everybody is." But here's the point: my argument has always been that in order to be uh, amazing, you just have to be a little tiny bit above average, and I mean yeah. tiny. But here's yeah. the point: it's got to be consistent, and that's what makes it amazing. So I think that's right. All those accolades on the wall that you're referring to. I'm going to bet that 99%, if not 100%, are due not because of a standard, typical interaction. It's due because we had to save a customer. They were upset. Yep. They were unhappy. They had a complaint. They had a question. They were in a, in a peculiar spot, and they needed help, and somebody came to the rescue. And by the way, yep. the lousiest companies in the world come to the rescue every once in a while, and yep. they get yep. those letters. I think you're right. You know, and I, and I one of the things I've had a number of people say to me after they hear us talk about the effortless experience, and you know, I think the the most interesting thing is is um, to dig into the data and to really understand, you know, who are those companies out there that are actually delivering that effortless experience, and then what are they doing uh, that's different from what the average company is doing. 
And to your point, there are a few outliers out there that are really setting the bar in kind of a different way. Who are and they? Most people. Uh, so you know, it's interesting when we think about these delight brands. And I get I get a lot of questions about this um, all the time. In fact, you know, the company that comes up most often uh, to your question is Zappos. You know, because there are all these great stories out there of the you know the nine hour phone call that somebody right. had with a Zappos service rep, or the fact that you can call the Zappos contact center and you could you know you or I could order a pizza delivered to our home. They wouldn't ask any questions. They would just do it because. It's what the customer wants. And what we find is, on average, those companies who are, quote-unquote, delight brands, so I would say Zappos or Nordstrom, maybe Disney would go into that category, Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, et cetera, they run at about 10 to 20% higher operating costs on the service side than the average company. Uh, the other thing I would say is when people bring up, like, a Zappos, for example, what I would talk about is, like, look, these these overwhelming service moments, the nine-hour phone call, these sorts of things – they make for great PR. It's great. It creates a lot of marketing buzz. Right. These are the sort of urban legends that get passed around. But why do when I ask people why do you buy from Zappos? What they tell me, and I've asked hundreds of people this. What they all tell me is, well, because they make a miserable thing buying shoes actually really easy, right? And they start talking about something that really sounds like an effortless experience. Like they save me a trip to the mall. I can look at the reviews. I get a fair price. They have the return shipping included. I can order five pairs of shoes, try them on at home send back the ones I don't like. It's a piece of cake. You know, it's like, well, you're doing business with Zappos because they've created an easy, they've taken something difficult and that's a real pain and they've made it easy, not because you could call them and have a nine hour phone call, though that does make for a great press release, right? So I think you're, I think you're right. And what, one of the things that a lot of people come back and they talk to me about at the, after they hear me present is, look, what you're really saying is, the real way to delight your customers, not that you shouldn't delight your customers, but the real way to delight your customers is by delivering an effortless experience. For a customer today who's busy, who's time-pressed, who wants to, frankly, get back to what they were doing before they want to get back to their job or to their family or to whatever happened before they had to reach out to the company for help, getting that done in a fast, efficient, easier-than-expected way, that is a delightful experience for those customers. Yep, I love that. And, and I believe that what you're basically saying is that if you can create the effortless experience – no friction, easy to do business with, convenient, you're now above average. That's right. That's a, that's 100% right. And, you know, I think when we think about those companies who really do make it easy, I think it, the bar is just as high. It's a hard thing to do. And we struggle to really think of, like, who are those companies who really, you know, you're surprised at how easy it was to actually execute a service uh, a transaction it may not be the Zappos or the Ritz-Carlton's or the Nordstrom's of the world. It may be other companies, but you know that's really what we're looking for um, uh, as companies. And, and it's hard for big companies to get this right. They they've got legacy infrastructure and policies and processes and just stuff that gunk that accumulates over the years. It's really hard for them to clear that out and to get to that effortless experience that customers are really looking for today. All right, very good. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about how to actually create this effortless experience in your organization. So we want some, we've got the whole thing set up. Now, you're going to teach us how to do it. Is that right? That's right. All right, we're coming right back. Don't go away. This is Shep Hyken. We're talking with Mac Dixon, the author of The Effortless Experience, and you're listening to Amazing Business Radio. customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy delivering relevant content not blatant promotional content is part of the value that you can bring to your customers you can become an influential voice in your industry which creates more leads loyalty and brand recognition and that's where power 
comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Talk with Matt Dixon. I am fascinated by the whole concept of the effortless experience as people have listened to me gosh, for at least a couple of years now, and if you've been reading my articles and videos that I've done over the years, uh, I'm leaning more toward, and you used the word effortless, and we talked a little bit about frictionless. I love Uh the word convenience. And do you think effortless and convenience are the same? Are they different? Uh, What's your thought behind that? You know, I think there's so many uh, words that evoke that that sort of emotional visceral reaction you know i i love telling people you know the the staples easy button but that that's kind of uh the idea that i try to get into um chief customer officers heads of customer service uh c-level executives i talk to when i'm like if you remember one thing about creating an effortless experience is what's going to get your customer to hit that button to say you know that was easy and that was easier than i thought it was going to be after an interaction i love the word convenience i think it's awesome it really does convey that sort of emotional really visceral kind of feeling we have as customers right about something that is convenient is effortless it's easy it's easier than expected it's frictionless it's um, uh, it, it's a sticky kind of experience. So I think there's lots of different words you can uh, you can use there. I know you've used uh, convenience and in this idea of a convenient experience in some of your own writing. And um, I think it, I think we're really talking about the same thing. We're kind of in that same zip code of uh, concepts there. So do you know when convenience actually started in the world of business? I don't know. This no. is trivia. This is trivia. Uh, Justinian the Great in Byzantine times, somewhere around 600 A.D., decided that there should be a store on the corner of every major intersection, <laughs> which you know, is probably hundreds of miles apart, each of these intersections. Yeah, right, right. But they said to sell life's conveniences so the citizens oh, wow. could get what they need. And they he, he yeah. wanted it to be convenient for them to buy. And yeah. I thought, wow. And, you know, this guy could have started a franchise called 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So, and it's funny because that was so long ago, and yet businesses still struggle with this concept of making it easy and frictionless and convenient, right? Right, right. So anyway, I just, I, uh, it, it's, it's true. I, as I was doing research on the concept of, of effortless convenience and, and simplicity and frictionless, I, I came across that, and I went, wow, first convenience yeah. store of all time. By the way, convenience is, and I, I wrote about Ace Hardware in my last book, Amaze Every mm-hmm. Customer Every Time, but one of the reasons people go to an Ace is instead of the big box stores, it's because it's, oh, yeah. you know, they get onto a parking lot that's close to the store, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's I got one right around the corner from my house, and that's my you know I'd rather deal with that than navigate the huge parking lot at the big box store and the long lines and the you know I know I know the people at at my local Ace Hardware. They know me. You know I go there. I'm there probably three to four times a weekend. So oh wow, you know. that's now, it's interesting because one of the concepts that Ace has, and and I wrote about this, is they don't want you to come back. 
They do, oh, really? Yeah. But now, <laughs> I think it's just because I'm bad at creating lists of no, things. That well, I well let me explain <laughs> what that means. Is when they say they want you to come back, but they don't yeah. want you to come back for the same project. So uh, a good it, salesperson or a good person on the floor has been properly trained. And I guess this is yeah. a matter of the effortless experience. That if you yeah. come to an ace and you say, hey, I want to paint my wall green. Okay, uh, is it an outside wall or an inside wall? Let's yeah. get you the yeah. right can of paint, number one. And then as you say, thank you very much, you go, hold on. Do you need brushes? Oh, yeah, yeah. i got to have brushes. How what about, about a drop, drop cloth? cloth? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they don't want you to have to come back because then it goes from that easy experience to a, well, it's no longer effortless. It's the antithesis of effortless. It's like, oh, man, i got to go back and pick up the, you know, whatever. And yeah. uh, so that's their goal. And, and that's, I mean, there's lots of companies that, that do that. And you mentioned Zappos. Uh, Zappos mm-hmm. is owned by Amazon. And yep. Uh, yep. I think that Amazon and Zappos are two of the easiest companies in the world to do business with. doesn't For get sure. any easier than that. And, Absolutely. Uh, they've got yeah, a, you uh, mentioned that. Go ahead. You mentioned actually, Shep, about the um, this this idea that it is a great example. Um, uh, the Ace Hardware um, uh, floor, you know, um, person that you talk to about your job and how their goal is to um, not just get you the thing you came in for, but keep you from coming back for the stuff that you forgot that it pertains to that job. And you know, it's uh, it's interesting because that we talk about. I mentioned earlier the the things that we find low effort companies do. And we found there are four specific things. And actually one of them is exactly that. We call this next issue avoidance. So, okay. you know, in service, yep. we're all focused on, you know, that metric of first contact resolution. How do we solve the customer's issue the first time around? And, and so they don't have to call back to, to keep, you know, keep trying to get that same issue solved. And we obsess about this metric in service, but the, the metric that's more relevant for the customer is not first contact resolution. It's next issue avoidance. So don't just solve the thing they called in about, forward resolve the next thing they might call back about you know so how do we think about hey this customer's calling me for x y or z issue or request or or what have you or to place an order let's think a couple steps ahead for that customer so they don't have to call us back it's exactly the ace example that you use but you know playing out in more a a contact center or or a call center type of setting companies really struggle to get that right but we see a few companies um, really thinking about that but that was one of the big lessons we learned is that these uh, these low effort companies really kind of think a couple steps ahead for, uh, for their customer? Right. I call it the Minnesota Fats uh, strategy of customer service. And Minnesota yep. Fats, for those that don't know, was this pool player. He named himself Minnesota Fats. Uh, actually, he was portrayed, uh, I think, by Jackie Gleason uh, mm-hmm. in a movie years ago. So anybody who is uh, young has no idea who I'm talking about. But what he <laughs> he's a famous pool player, and when he looked at the table and he got ready to take a shot. He knew what the next five shots were going yeah. to be. That's what the great chess players great do, too. Great chess right? players do it. A few steps ahead, yeah. And now, thanks to AI, artificial intelligence, they are predicting what customers are going to ask for next based on right. the current issues that they have. And that's helping contact centers do it. So you mentioned four. Here we get with the big, huge takeaway. You said there were yep. four things that you found in your research. This was one of them, uh, yep. was avoiding or, or next issue avoidance. And uh, give us the other three. This is fascinating. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So the the other three were um, uh, what we call channel stickiness. So I think, um, you know, we all know that self-service has really revolutionized the customer experience when it comes to service. Um, and so many companies get this wrong. And in fact, I hear this all the time from executives who tell me, look, the more money we actually spend, we're always putting together a business case to go by, let's say, chat or put together an expert community or do Facebook Messenger-based service or some other bell or whistle for the website. And the more we layer on in terms of functionality, the more call volume. we. This stuff is meant to deflect calls, but actually the more call volume we actually drive. And what we found is that 
you know, a lot of these companies sort of fall victim either to uh, sales pitches from technology or vendors, uh, technology companies out there, or really um, just this uh, this view that customers just want an endless amount of choice. And what we found in our own research is that throwing too much choice at the customer really overwhelms them. Um, and what happens in those situations when you go to a website and there's so many different options for how to solve your problem, you know, you could email, you could chat, you could go into an expert discussion forum, you could you could tweet them, you know, all these different options. The customers sort of make no choice, and what they do is they default to the thing they know is going to solve the problem, which is the phone. Um, and so they pick up the phone and call. And what we found low-effort companies do is they create a really simple, intuitive, and guided web experience. It's a very clean and simplistic kind of web experience. Um, they don't actually invest more in technology. In fact, many of these companies invest less in technology, but it's a much more intuitive and guided service experience to create that sticky kind of web and self-service uh, experience um, uh, that customers are looking for and thereby deflect that call volume. So that was that's the second one. The third one is that um, these companies really, you know, so, so often in service we invest in what we call soft skills training. I know uh, you know what this is, but for, the, for right. the listeners out there, this is if you're a service representative for a company, you know, day one usually on your job you go through soft skills training, which is, you know, say the customer's name, smile through the phone, um, be courteous and respectful, and that's all important stuff. And I'm not going to suggest that those are bad things to do. They're great things to do. But what we find low-effort companies doing is they're actually teaching their reps sort of 201, 301 level skills, which is really how to use language to get customers to be more accepting of answers that, you, frankly, you're going to have to give them anyway. And the, the chapter title in the book is, you know, just because there's nothing you can do doesn't mean there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that in the customer effort equation that comes down to not what customers had to do during a service interaction, but how they felt about the service interaction. In fact, two-thirds of what drives effort for a customer is a function of how they felt about the steps they had to take. And so a lot of that really comes down to the words that representatives use and how they manage those interactions. And then the last, uh, the fourth... So of let the, me make the sure the I understand it. Oh, Succinctly sure. sum that up. It's uh, train soft skills, communication skills. What What is number three? Yeah, so um, in addition, we would say in addition to soft skills and communication skills, you've got to train your reps on how to use language in a much more principled way. So these are got language it. techniques rooted in behavioral economics and human psychology. You know, great book out there that a lot of people are familiar with is uh, uh, Robert Cialdini's Influence book, Love which it. is just a great study of mm-hmm. how do we use words and language to get people to do things that they, uh, you know, on the face of it probably wouldn't do naturally, but we've got to kind of nudge them. We've got to steer them towards what's uh, what's best answer. And we found that the, these companies are really investing in those higher order techniques for their frontline service reps. Great. And finally, um, number it, four. Yeah, number four. So um, one of the things we uh, we also find in, in contact centers that in service organizations that really get this low effort, uh, effortless experience concept is that, um, you know, so often I think in, in service we are trying to kind of take control of the service experience um, by really making kind of a rigid experience. In fact, you walk through a call center for the average company, it kind of feels like a factory floor. You know, you got people heads down, they're reading off a script, they're trying to adhere to a checklist of, you know, say the customer's name three times, thank them for being loyal, don't say anything that's going to land us in hot water with the compliance folks or on the front page of the newspaper, you know, this sort of thing. It's a very tightly controlled environment. But low-effort companies actually approach people in the kind of environment they create in a very different way. What they've realized is that to get control of the service experience, you actually have to give more control to your reps. You've got to allow them to use more of their own judgment. And a lot of that comes down to who you hire and how you equip those people to be successful. What kind of training, what kind of coaching, what kind of performance metrics are going to get people to really um, deliver a kind of low-effort experience that we know our customers want? So it's a fundamentally different kind of people environment, really organized more around giving people more control and reps more of uh, an opportunity to exercise judgment 
uh, in their interactions with customers. Yeah, one of the concepts I love to teach, it's an old one, it's not, not, not mine, but it's not widely known, is, is the concept of one to say yes and two to say no. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. means that, hey, figure out a way to say yes to the customer. Don't bother the manager. Get creative. You know where the line in the sand is that you're not supposed to cross. Get right up to the line. It's okay. And as long as you don't cross that line, get creative and do what it takes. And yeah. I, I think too many times you have to get manager's approval to say yes. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You have to get manager's approval to say no. Yeah. So one to yeah. say yes, two to say no. Great little concept. Ties into that really well. All right. We're running out of time. And i got to tell you, I love that you talk so fast. Because really, even though uh, we've been interviewing here for, for darn close to 25-plus minutes, I think with the, with the rate of speed that you and I talk, it's really about a 45- to 50-minute interview. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's like a bouillon cube of insight, exactly. isn't it? <laughs> so. Exactly. So if, we, if there's one thing, I call it the one thing question we always wrap up, one thing that you either want to emphasize or one last point you want to share that our listeners absolutely must know. Yeah, so um, because I speak so fast, I'll throw two quick ones out there. Uh, it will be the equivalent of everyone else's one thing. There you the go. First thing is, you know, you just got to remember that um, while we think it feels good to go out and delight our customers, what customers really want is for it to be for an easy. They want to have an easier service interaction than what they expect. You know, the customer really feels a sense of dread when they're picking up the phone or when they have to reach out to a company. And what they want more than anything else is for that interaction to be easier than what they expected. Feel get back to their lives. The other thing I would say for all the listeners is if you're running a company, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're an executive uh, in a company, you got to ask yourself this question of what are we doing to create high effort uh, interactions for our customers and go out and identify where those are. And what you'll find is you usually will come up with uh, food for many winters, as we like to say, in terms of opportunities to remove those, not just pebbles in the shoe, but those boulders in the road, the things that are really making life hard for your customer when they have problems with your products and services. Right. I, every single touch point, every interaction point that your customer has, analyze it, look at it. Is this something that's getting in the way or is it making it easier? Yep, that's right. Yep, awesome. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Matt Dixon, you are amazing. I don't say that to Thank everybody. You. Actually, I, the first part I do say. But I'm telling you, this was awesome. The book is called The Effortless Experience. The subtitle is Conquering the New Battleground for customer loyalty. This is a must-read for anybody who's in the world of customer service and loyalty. If you're not reading it, you need to go to Amazon and you need to buy it today. That's about as good a plug as I could do. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Thanks, It's that simple. It's an outstanding book, and if you like what we talked about today, you're going to absolutely love the book. Matt, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Chef. And everybody, thanks for listening. This is Chef Hyken, as always, reminding you to always be amazing, and we'll see you on the next episode of Amazing Business Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.